Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to another historical high chart edition of Purple Daily here. Daily Vikings Entertainment. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And after watching this game back... The 2009 NFC Championship game. This might have been the most bang your head against the wall chance the Rock knows that they've ever had. Ever. Trigger warning here. Oh. You've been warned. We're, we're about to go down a path that, let's just say, might be too difficult for some of you. Have antacids prepared? Perhaps a drink? Be ready for what we're about to to do because we're going to explore something i watched again yesterday and it doesn't get any easier yeah i don't think i could go back and rewatch this game i'm dead serious i i did even for the sake of the kind like i don't this one is so difficult i've done it before and it's just it god it just makes me upset i would be i'm gonna be furious by the end of this episode this game yeah watching this back infuriated me yeah but i I think and, and real quick a shout out to tcl Award-winning TVs it's not for any budget. TCL. Yeah, I, I tried to punch my TCL TV, but stop just short because it's not the TV's fault. It's a great TV. All with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company as well. Federated's been around for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their level of success through risk management tools and resources. Federated believes their value is measured by the success of their clients. So you work hand in hand. They are a true partner in helping you fortify your business at Federated. It's our business to protect yours. So the 2009 NFC championship game, Judd has the pie chart for this one. And I just want to say as much as we've kind of, reference this game throughout our show's history and we wring our hands over the missed opportunities, the near falls, if you will. I don't know that we've ever actually gone through the exercise of like therapeutically putting this one to bed. Like we've complained about it. We've bitched about it. We've talked about the different things that went wrong, but the pie chart of blame can be very therapeutic. We do it. We do the blame and we do the praise depending on if they win or lose during the regular season. And by the time you're done, like if they get beat on a Sunday night by Cooper Rush, you know, and we come back on a Monday, 
it after we're done doing the exercise, it feels like all right, we've laid that game to rest. We've properly assigned blame to everyone who needs it. I don't know that we've ever actually gone through line by line and said, "You, buddy, are the reason twenty percent why they failed here." You get another 25%. So I expect this to be actually somewhat therapeutic. I'm hopeful for that today. I'm with Declan. You'll, you'll be pissed off. <laughs> no. You'll be pissed off at the end. Son I watched this. I don't know. No, you know what? As, as your professional Minnesota sports therapist, I promise nothing. The ordinary results that you get, I promise nothing. 98 and 2009 are special, special types of pain. Well, let's get into it then. Let's just get into the. Rock knows how you feel about pie. My I'll just say my last thing on this as a preamble is after watching this game back again, probably done it like two or three times in the last 14 years now. I can't believe that they lost this game. They dominated this game. How Four, did they lose this game? 475 yards to 257 total yards for the Saints. That's insane. But the answer to your question is, like I've always said, if, if I don't show you the score and I show you the the statistical book for this game and say who won, you're going to say, well, the Vikings won, of course, until you get to one thing. Yeah. Five turnovers. Yeah, a tornado of turnovers. <laughs> and the and the, the Saints, it, it was a actually hurricane. really. Yes, you're right. It was, well, I guess a hurricane, yeah. Uh, it was uncomfortable watching Brett Favre just get pummeled to now that we're all very much like did awakened. You, did, it strike, did it strike you, Phil, though, that as he was being just annihilated, Troy Aikman of several, a few times said, that's a bad call, legal hit, yeah. or, you know, Brett Favre, that's a fine hit. It's literally the hits that, or, or at least some of them, that were part of, of the whole bounty scheme. Aikman's like defending it. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a different tone back then, and, and this game kind of led to just more like the Tom Brady ACL in two thousand eight led to like you can't hit a quarterback below the waist. But then this game led oh. to a couple things. It led to an overtime rule change, and then it led to like let's protect quarterbacks even more. But too late on both fronts, the overtime rule and the protect quarterbacks a little too late for the Vikings comfort upset. because yeah. Anyhow, well, it's going to get worse, Declan. The Rock knows how you feel about Again, pie. all right, how many slices? We're going oh. into very uncomfortable territory that will deliver one, two, three, four, five, six, seven slices. Seven slices. Yeah. One more yeah. than usual, and it might not be enough, but at some point in time, I had to draw a line because I only have a 100% piece of pie to give out. And I guess for some of the other uh, historical pie charts, we've done like a big setup because you might not remember what happened in the 1998 Thanksgiving game directly, right? So we do... I think everyone knows the Vikings lost this game to the Saints, thirty-one to twenty-eight. They uh, they committed five turnovers. They also fumbled like two or three additional times. And Brett Favre threw across his body at the end of the fourth quarter after a twelfth men in the huddle penalty out of a timeout. By the way, yes. that inexplicably derailed a Vikings game-winning Super Bowl sending drive. I believe there was. I believe the Vikings allowed the clock to get down to sixteen seconds on the move to try to set up a Longwell field goal attempt when the flag. Flew and we got the twelve men. So like there were sixteen seconds. The Rock left. knows how you feel about this pie. game. Really was won until it wasn't. All right, three slices to start with each of five percent. So I'm giving out small slices. Precedent. How many total slices then? Seven. Oh, seven. You see, okay. Yep. Okay. So seven slices, but I'm giving out three five percent slices. 
Okay. Because these players, they actually didn't have terrible games, but they participated in some of the problems, and I feel that they cannot go unnoticed for this. Sure. Okay. First 5% slice goes to a guy who actually had a really good game, but he also had one of the fumbles at one of the most inopportune times, Bernard Berrien. Berrien. Nine passes, 102 yards. To this day, I'll say it till I die, still open on the end zone. If you watch Favre roll right, the guy who's open right in front of him was Bernard Berrien standing there. The defender is well off, and as he's for, as, as Favre is forcing the ball over the middle, and it is like you go back and watch that, unjustifiable. It's an egregious force. Didn't they also have a timeout left? Because they tried to call timeout for the 12th man, but because they, they had one that timeout been, for the 12th man. That would have been a penalty, yeah. But the, penal, but the penalty negated the timeout, so I'm I'm 90% sure they had a timeout. Yes, they Brett did. Favre could have just ran for six yards, slid, and called timeout, right? Mm-hmm. That was an option. Right, well, and the story has been, well, he couldn't run, but I mean... Just he rolled hobble, out to the right! Hobble forward, yeah, and just hobble forward. Just like crawl, get as far, for God's sakes. I mean, Longwell's contention is that he could have made the field goal from where the ball was originally. So anyway, Bernard Berrien gets 5% because he caught nine passes, 102 yards, actually had a really nice game, but he lost a fumble, which continues on the pattern. The next 5% goes to then-rookie, and a guy I don't believe would fumble all season long until this game, Percy Harvin. So he caught five passes for... 38 yards. He also rushed the ball four times for 15 yards. But for the first time, as I recall, in that season, he lost a fumble, which again was crucial. So Berrien and Harvin get small slices. Not that they had terrible days, but they can't go unpunished for this. Yeah. Look at that. Declan's. I'm, yeah, I'm getting like, You're getting madder too. I'm triggered too. I'm triggered. Yeah, right I know. Now. I know. I'm yeah. telling you, this is not going to. Again, if this is upsetting you, if this is upsetting you, I understand you have permission to walk away, but how can you do it right now? How can you not listen to the anger that's about to come out? Okay, last 5% chunk. And this is just from the understanding of the story, okay? Fahutahi. Okay. Now, he recovered a fumble, actually, in this game. So he gets credit for that. Well, one of I believe one of the Favre, I believe it was a Favre fumble or a Peterson fumble, he fell on. But legend is that he was ultimately set out as the 12th man, and we will punish those who deserve to be punished coming up. But he was the 12th man, supposedly, okay. and I can't look past that completely. So he's going to get a 5% chunk. Again, Berrien, Harvin, Tahi aren't like the primary... Uh, um, criminals of this thing. And Berrien had a great, his best game of the season, basically, and made a couple tough catches in traffic, over defenders, third down, there was a big third down conversion at one point. Yep. But, yeah. Mm. All right. Next slice of pie is going to be uh, 10%. And I forgot in the excitement of all that went wrong, I forgot that that I guess much like the Saints that that day, this group, and it's a group, um, had some chances to make some stops and failed. 10% goes to the defense. So the Vikings score on their first drive. The the Vikings defense then allows the Saints to come down and score immediately as well. And the Saints end up scoring on two of their first three drives. If you go back and watch the overtime game-winning field goal drive, the Vikings were leaky as hell. There were missed tackles at times. 
Like this was a bad this was a bad time not to be on top of your game. The Lieber PI, we can debate it, but I went back and watched it again. He's great. He gets handsier than I recalled as well. It, but there wasn't body contact. I was, they it, should it have was, called it. But I thought it was a bad call in that moment because if, if they're hand fighting and he wasn't like holding it. a hand down, they were kind of hand fighting. But I'm saying that that play was also part and parcel of the fact that the Saints had been really pretty easily on that drive going down the, the field. And, you know, keep in mind at this time, if you go down the field and kick a field goal, as we learned in that game, the game was over back then. Yeah. So it wasn't like, okay, we're going to get the ball back. So I'm going to give the defense 10%. Because it wasn't without some fault there. That's back when I believe what was Asher Allen at a corner and Tyrell Johnson. There were some real questionable secondary guys. Dude, Tyrell Johnson dropped an interception yep. in overtime too. Right before, I think that was the play before oh, the Lieber yeah. pass interference. Yep. And now, it, now Lieber was in the mix there too. Like it looked like Lieber maybe got a finger on the ball, but it like was right rattling around the arms of Tyrell Johnson. And he had two or three teammates come up to him. Chad Greenway was one of them. And I think they were trying to encourage him a little bit, but they were kind of staring at him too, like, dude, you may have just cost us the Super Bowl. If you catch right. that pass, we probably drive right back and Tyrell Johnson was not good. He was not a good player. second round pick? Yeah, second round pick. I think he was a second round pick in a year where they didn't have a first round pick. He might have been the Jared Allen. Year. He was. That's right. But yeah, that that secondary was leaky. I mean, Breeze is good, don't get me wrong. And at that time he, he was very, very good. But there were some missed opportunities. Asher Allen came in for the injured Cedric Griffin in that game. Oh, that's what it was. That's yep. what happened. Yep. So anyway, defense, not a ton. The Rock knows 10%. how you feel about pie. God, this is, this is right, tough. three more slices here. I'm, this is tough. This is, not, this is not going to get us through this. But the next slice is deserved. It might be a little bit less than you expect. But again, it's a guy who had a great day statistically. Some key obvious miscues. And it could have been worse, which is unbelievable. 20% goes to Adrian Peterson. Mm. Now, here's why I didn't give him more. He rushed for three touchdowns, 122 yards on 25 carries. Yeah, He was charged with two fumbles, including, um, including well, I, no, he was charged with two fumbles, but he was not charged with the one where the Vikings could have really uh, um, put a hurting on the Saints. When Reggie Bush fumbled the punt, the punt at the end of the first half, he muffed that punt. The Vikings have the ball at about the 10. Favre goes to, to hand off to Peterson. Peterson does not get a good grip at all. Um, I fault him, but statistically, the fumble had to go to Favre because the possession hadn't officially changed hands. Yeah. So Peterson gets 20%, and he gets a lot of blame. But like Berrien, he also had a really good day statistically. I feel like for Peterson, it's also kind of a lifetime achievement award. He had he had some fumbling issues. Oh, God, yeah. Didn't they make him walk around the practice facility in Winter Holding. Park with a football in his arm for I a couple tight. weeks at one point? Tiki Barber plan. Is that what Tiki did? He just walked yeah. around for a year with a football? Grocery store, football. When, when Tiki had the fumbling problem. But, you know, Peterson's pr- problem, too, was, and God bless him, but he ran so hard that he never knew when the run should be done. And so guys would just come in and rake the ball. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just go down. Like you don't you're not gonna get enough yardage to substantiate trying to continue, but he didn't know that and he didn't care. Yeah. So it's tough because yeah, some of these guys like Barrion and Peterson had two of their best games of the year, but then in the end they had these high leverage fumbles that could how many if the Vikings had just let's say Favre's first interception was the only turnover, or maybe they had like one extra fumble. They win the game. 
They probably score forty some points. Yeah, it's they crazy. Probably win by, they probably win by forty. They win. They win forty two to yeah to thirty one or something. Yeah. Mm. All right. So so far, five percent to Tahi, Barian, and and Harvin. Ten percent to the defense. Twenty percent that we just gave out to uh, Adrian Peterson. Twenty five percent goes to Brad Childress and the coaching staff. Okay, so Biennemi is in this. Is this where Biennemi kind of This is Biennemi, Jimmy Johnson. We still don't know to this day who really sent the 12th man out. Initially, I, I heard it was Biennemi, but then it came back that, no, it was the tight ends coach at the time. Jimmy Johnson was responsible. And so we still don't know where fault lies, but we know this. That game, and I was told it was chaotic. The sideline was completely chaotic. And it reflected that. Like, when you send 12 men out, um, coming out of a timeout, by the way. So, like, this is a, we cannot have any screw-ups pre-snap, right? And you have 12, how does that happen? Brad Childress, 25%. um, Because if you have that much problems on a sideline, that's on the coaching staff. Well, yeah, let's let's unpack this a little bit. Because, so we've, and by the way, cheap plug. About four years ago, we sat down with Sage Rosenfels, who was the backup quarterback and was in the mix on all this stuff, right? He's in, he's on the headset. He's in all the practices. He's on the sidelines, whatever. And he did a two-part podcast with us that you can find on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you scroll through, like, the Purple Rewind section, you'll see it. Sage Rosenfels telling Brett Favre stories and NFC Championship game, whatever. And if I remember correctly... He was saying that there was just a lot of like a lot of voices on the headset instead of it being, hey, everyone calm down. Yep. I, I'm everyone shut up. Yep. Brad Childress here. Yep. Shut up. I'm gonna <laughs> talk to my quarterback and my offense right now. Right? Right. It was like the enemy was yelling this, and maybe the tight ends coach was yelling that. And so just in a moment where you need a little space and clarity and calmness. Yep. Brad Childress didn't provide enough of it in that moment. Even like, I feel like there's a little, well, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to get to the Brett Favre slice here, but like before the interception across his body, why is the 40 year old veteran quarterback not, Hey, hold on, before we huddle here out of a timeout, right? Don't get in the huddle. Everyone we're coming out. Let me just real quick. Whoa. Okay. Let me count one, two, three, four, five. Like the fact that it didn't occur to anyone until they were so they're, again they're coming out of a timeout and and they're they're all in the huddle and you can see Brett Favre realizes oh oh this is bad we have too many why is Tahi here right we have too many too much meat and potatoes no one recognizes that until they're in the huddle like that's a quarterback mistake too you got to count before you oh, get yeah. in the huddle right well yeah in, in training camp uh 2010 Aaron Rodgers openly talked about that he said he said because at that time, he, he and Favre weren't exactly buddies. He said something along the lines of, well, when I what a quarterback's supposed to do is step up to the huddle, but don't insert yourself and Correct. count the helmets. Yes. So, yes, that is exactly right. That's exactly right. right. The, so other, really- the other intriguing thing here, too, is if you go back and watch it, and I didn't think about this at the time, but it's definitely 1,000% true. On that drive, or at least for part of it, Peterson had been benched. For his fumbles, it was Chester yeah. Taylor carrying the ball. Correct. That's amazing. Yeah, they they didn't trust. Although didn't Peterson? I think he got a carry at some. I think point he did too. But they took him out, and I think but it was Chester probably... was. Yeah, 
Chester had the big run. He had the big run to yes. sort of set them up, and Sidney Rice had the big catch. Actually, the the far throw oh. to Sidney Rice, just threading a needle up the seam, and then the Chester Taylor run. But you're right, Chester was at that moment. What do you need? We need first and foremost someone to not fumble. Yep. <laughs> and Peterson wasn't desperate. So just real quick, you gave Fahu Tahi five percent. And I'm assuming it's for being the 12th man, right? Yes, yes. I can't forget so that. So is it if a coach told him, and I don't know what the personnel groupings would have been. I'm trying to think of like tight ends receivers. But let's say let's say it was supposed to be uh, 11 personnel, three receivers or whatever. And he, and, but another coach said 21 personnel. We're going to go with a running back and a fullback and a tight end and two receivers. If the coach said 21 personnel, then he would go out there, right? Or did, do you yeah. think? Do you think he maybe heard the personnel grouping wrong and he That's wandered his way out there? I don't know. And he, as, according as I said to legend, he was the twelfth man, which is. So I'm not going to give him a big slice, but I feel because we don't know the exact facts that somebody, a player, has to pay here, and Favre so, will pay. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, we we don't know. We don't know if it was. The enemy screaming one personnel package and Johnson. And I guess my question then is why would, why would, you know, like what's going on there? Again, to your point of Superdome's this loud, you know, raucous environment. Why doesn't somebody have control here to say, okay, let's all just, it's, it's a timeout. Like right. the purpose of this is to chill. We're not drawing up some elaborate play. It, it was going to be a run, I would hope. Because they were inside the 35. Yeah. yeah right. So it's going to be a run. And the five yard penalty pushes them back closer to the 40-yard line, like they were at like the 38-yard line. And we've talked to Ryan Longwell enough over the years, and he has said, first of all, if not for the five-yard penalty, he's like, we go to the Super Bowl because I knocked that kick home. But but even without the five-yard penalty, or I'm I'm sorry, even with the five-yard penalty, where now it's more like a, like a let's see a thirty eight yard line now it's more like a fifty six fifty six right. yard situation, right indoors in that environment. He said, "Batter up, man. Let me take a let me take a swing at this thing." But they decided not only to not just kick it anyways, not only to like they could have run the ball, just run into the line of scrimmage for no gain or something, and let Ryan Longwell kick a fifty six yard field goal. They turned the ball over, which brings well, us to, I'm guessing, the final. And Brett could have, again, to our five. point, Brett could have just tried, once he saw things in his mind, I guess, breaking yeah. down. But, I mean, the ideal thing would have been to look at Barian and just throw him the ball, and Barian steps out of bounds, and you don't have to worry about anything. Okay, well, let's So, get anyway, the, the, anger, the anger is building. The anger is, is it's palpable. I'm right losing now. patience. I can tell. Declan <laughs> so many can't talk. He's just pissed off beyond belief. And the finals, uh, slice of pie. So it's twenty percent or it's twenty five percent to Childress, twenty percent to Peterson, ten percent to the defense, five percent to Tahi, Barian, and Harvin. Thirty percent left. It goes to Brett Favre. Now he did have statistically, in some ways, a good day. Completed twenty eight passes, three hundred ten yards. Which you know, if you look at the game book, blew Drew Brees' performance out of the water. Yeah. He had a touchdown, but he had two picks. The second one was crucial, and he was also charged with the fumble. Because how much does that game change at halftime if the Vikings get points? Like Reggie Bush muffed oh the ball. They had the ball at the 10. Yeah. A long well, I mean, a long well field goal was probably worst case. Best case was they score a touchdown there, 
And that Favre and, and Favre was beat to a pulp. I totally get this. Okay. So there is some, especially in hindsight, some justification for the fact that he was probably just in so much pain. But all of that being said, what are you doing? Go back and watch that. That route that Tracy Porter jumps on the ball across the, the field for Rice is, and I, I think Aikman said this, it's as predictable of outcome as you can possibly get. Like, he knows. He knows. It wasn't a throw that was a given. Barian's open. There, it, It's already chaos. You don't need to add to the chaos. Again, worst case, dude, just stumble ahead as far as you can. Your best friend is the kicker on the team, Ryan Longwell. Yeah. So, 30% goes to Favre because I can't unsee what I see every day now thinking about that pass. And it was the really that and then also the two years earlier, his yeah. last throw as a Packer, The it wasn't a pick six, I guess, but like the near pick six against the the Giants in the playoffs. Yep, Those moments showed you the difference between him and the actual best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Like, the Tom Brady's, the Patrick Mahomes. Not that those guys don't make mistakes, but in a moment like that, they don't just forget about everything. They don't. The, in in his mind, there it was. I'm Brett Favre, and I'm going to thread a needle and be Brett Favre. And if you're Brady, or if you're Aaron Rodgers, even sometimes Rodgers can be a little bit of a front running quarterback. But like in a situation in that instance, he doesn't throw an interception over the middle of the field. Patrick Mahomes, who can get a little squirrely sometimes. He, and he just he runs. Pro- he probably just run the ball Kirk. for 10 yards. Yep, set you up. Kirk Cousins doesn't throw an interception in that spot. Kirk, Kirk Cousins probably just completes the easy pass out to the right flat or runs the ball for seven yards and slides. Yep. And yep. But he just, like, couldn't help himself from being Brett Favre in that moment. And before you de- de- defend him completely by saying, well, yeah, he, he was hurt, which is part of the certainly discussion, remember, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl playing on a really bad ankle slash leg. Yep. This past year. So it's doable. Yep. Wow. I need to hear from Declan here after that pie chart exercise. So I think the toughest thing I have with this game, outside of the fact that, yes, the turnovers are painful, the Brett Favre pick is nuts, um, the thing that really just bugs me is how much Vikings fans hold Bounty Gate for the reason they lost this game. It's been a. It, it, I've had this take. I've had this idea literally since the game ended. This has not been even something that I've tried to. I, I've formulated in the last few years. You beat them in every category of this game, and you shot yourself in the foot with the worst possible plays. And I know Minnesota sports fans, if they walk out of this game victorious, knowing that Bounty Gate still happened, it's a thump your chest moment of you tried to hurt us and you still couldn't do it. And instead, it's you cripple yourself and you lock yourself into this one mindset of, well, they were hurting us, and that's why we lost this game. No, you lost this game because your quarterback threw the dumbest pass in the world, and he had three other incredibly dumb turnovers through the course of the game. Bounty Gate, to me, has zero impact on why the Vikings lost this game. Yeah, it's a it's a way to sort of cope, right? It's uh, we got screwed by the league or by the yeah. officials in some way. Uh, obviously the amount of pressure and pain inflicted on Brett Favre had some impact, like just on the flow of the game, but, but they were like, that didn't matter on that last play. I mean, he was hobbled a little bit, but it it, it wouldn't have prevented him from getting five yards or for throwing to the right receiver or something. 
And so, yeah, was that as a, I have, a, I have another big question for you guys in a second here, but was that at all therapeutic to hear Judd go through a pie chart or was it just triggering? Triggering. And, okay. Triggering for me. It, it didn't help me. And I did it. It doesn't It's probably me. more triggering than I, I anticipated. Yeah. I can't I was, get past the stats. I can't get past the fact that you offensively blew them away and didn't win that game. Yeah, I, so I, I have another sort of big question off this game for you guys in a second here, but I think we should shout out a couple of our friends real quick here, starting with Manscaped. So old Macadac, by the way, just charged up his new, uh, <laughs> is it the, the Beard Hedger, I believe it's called, from Manscaped. Very excited to not have 18 different attachments. It's just like... <laughs> You have different uh, notches you can change it to. So very excited about that, Declan. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, you got 4th of July coming up here, okay? And you, you want you want to look good on 4th of July, right? We're going to take some time off, maybe. You're going to go up to the lake. You're going to go see family. You're going to light off some fireworks. You're going to have some beverage. You got to make sure you're looking good up front and downstairs, too, okay? So let's say you're jumping in the lake. You don't want those trousers coming down, and all of a sudden you see something you don't want to see, right? Our friends at Manscaped can help take care of that for you. Right now, you can go to manscaped.com, and the promo code, use promo code Purple, 20% off any product, any item at manscaped.com with promo code PURPLE. Go to manscaped.com, use that special checkout code, promo code PURPLE for 20% off plus free shipping. Go to manscaped and manscaped.com. Speaking of uh, 4th of July weekend, and I guess some of you might be hearing this long after that, but for those of you who are having fun on 4th of July weekend here, hopefully you're having fun out on the water somewhere. And if you're not, maybe you should plan ahead with our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine for next time because they have over 300 pontoons in stock, including some of these glorious Benningtons. We call it throttle therapy, Judd. And this episode in particular of PD is a perfect one to talk about being on that Bennington and getting yourself some throttle therapy because you know what? That might be the only way. That might be the only way to forget what happened in 2009 is to get out on a beautiful Minnesota summer day on the Bennington and enjoy it and decompress when it comes to your favorite football team. Yes. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So, all right, here's the the last big question here off this game. Do they win the Super Bowl? If Brett Favre runs to the right, do they win the Super Bowl? Yes, they do. Because he plays. That Colts team was not great. I think that there is a – and this probably bugs Dex because it's a little bit of the Minnesota revisionist, um, well, we lost, so I'm going to justify it. I think there's a better chance the 98 team in the shape that they were in, if they go to the Super Bowl, loses to Denver, than the Vikings lose to the Colts. That Colts team was tailing off. 
Um, so yes, I really believe that that team was capable and would have won its first and to date only Super Bowl in 2000. Well, it was 2010 by then. Yeah, that Colts exactly. team wasn't good. Uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't great. I should say it was good. Obviously, they made it to the Super Bowl. But I, I think they go in there and they win. And I know Brett Favre's ankle was black and blue, and I'm sure he has limited at practice and does the media availability and does all the fun stuff that is Super Bowl week. Um, but I, I think the Vikings do indeed win that Super Bowl. Peyton Manning still, I mean, never has been a good uh, a playoff performer. I'll take Brett Favre over Peyton Manning. I thought the Vikings roster was more stacked over the Colts. Yes, I, I think they win the dang Super Bowl if they beat the Saints. You know what? I'm just looking back on that Colts team. So I agree. I I do think they win the Super Bowl. And that Colts team was kind of getting toward the end of its run. And Peyton Manning eventually then had the neck surgery like a couple years, like a year later or two years later. And then they went into the Andrew Luck era. But do you guys remember that Colts team started the season 14-0? and I was trying to remember why did now we that you not think it, highly of that why did we I, not think highly of that Colts team? It's because they lost their last two regular season games, scoring fifteen and seven points. That last game they might have they might have sat their starters. And then they only scored twenty points in the first round. They did beat the Jets pretty handily in the conference championship game. Yep. But they just kind of like they peaked in like November and it felt like you didn't get the same punch from them in in uh, you know, like late December, January. Do you guys recall a couple of years ago, probably about four years ago now, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a ridiculous record and we were all like, this ain't them. Like they're, And they yeah. continue to win games and they continue to win games and we're like, they're not that good. I want to say this Colts team, it's not a perfect comparison because I actually think the Steelers team I'm talking about was worse. But I want to say that this Colts team didn't feel nearly as good as the record was. Yeah, that was the Steelers team that lost to Baker and the Browns in the playoffs, the one you're talking about, right? I think that was yes. the COVID year, 2020. But they kept winning before that. Yeah, yeah. That but Colts I want to say team, that they were 8-0, 8-0 in one-score games that year. There was actually a little bit of yeah, it's not sustainable. 2022 <laughs> Vikings. Not sustainable. We, not we, sustainable. we talked about that on Purple Daily a lot this season. There was a lot of comparables to both those teams. Yeah, and, anyway. and the, the next year they regressed back down to 10-6. and six. And I think Peyton Manning played that year. Yeah, yeah, he played that year. But they regressed back to 10-6 and six the next season. Anyway, so, no, it didn't help. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was not therapeutic at all whatsoever, actually. It was just sort of rage-inducing. Drummed up a lot of emotions. Old Macadac and the Judster were headed to Miami covering that. You were covering for the Star Tribune. I was yeah. covering for uh, KFAN.com. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that's the famous story where where I think it was the Sydney Rice play. No, it was the, it was the Chester Taylor run where Chip Scoggin sitting by me in the press box at the Superdome said they're going Super Bowl. And I said, just wait. I said, got to wait. <laughs> Not so sure of this. I didn't trust it. Yeah. And it was and, and it, then it happened. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys too. either hit us up through the feedback tab in the score app or in the YouTube comment section or tweet us what other historical pie charts would you like us to slice up i did see someone hit us up they want us to do the blair walsh 27 yard missed field goal game another rage inducer i think so we yeah, should let uh, us know what other games another i, I sent you guys an email from one to this morning on the cowboys game the cowboys win in 09 that went to the saints game oh I mean, the week that's a good that's the a good week one. before this yeah right yeah that's the beat down of tony romo and the cowboys that'd be fun just yeah, we can do anni- annihilation. Mm-hmm. We can do that one. We should we should stack up at least one of the Super Bowl losses at some point. 
Maybe uh, maybe the 87 playoff win over the Niners? Ooh, Isn't the that? Anthony Carter game. Yeah. Because there was the back-to-back. They beat the Saints and then San Fran and just kicked the Niners' ass in Candlestick Park. That could be a fun one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll keep stockpiling these. But uh, all right, thanks for if you somehow made it to the end of this episode. We appreciate your massive. We apologize. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, there it is, Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment and uh, sometimes therapy, but not today.